2: Two titans in radio come together for one great segment. It's Mark Daniels and Mike Bianchi on the bridge. Oh yeah, the 80s song of the day. I know who this is. Right yes,
0: yeah, Phil Collins.
1: Nice job. Yeah. I is it so Phil or I is it Genesis? Uh, this is Phil Collins. Good one. What's the name of the song? Susu Studio. No, this came before that one. It did? Yeah, this would be I Missed Again. Mm. I missed Su-su again. Susu Studio came on the No Jacket Required album. Oh. A few years later. Oh. What about
0: that one Phil Collins song, I Don't Care Anymore? Uh-huh. Remember that one? I do. You
1: know you know the backstory of that song, right? What is it, Mike? Something about he saw some. It's never good when you begin with something about it. I'm kind of anticipating you have the exact details. Do you know it? No, I don't. It's something about.
0: Early, you don't even He saw some crime being committed. Uh-huh. Or, uh huh. I'll need to check on. That. Okay. I don't want to spew misinformation. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Mark Daniels, Adam Reardon <laughs> sitting in for Brandon Kravitz right here on the bridge. Adam, this is where we bridge our show into Mark's show, the Beat of Sports, which starts officially starts at nine, but we go from eight forty-five to nine fifteen. As a sort of a bridge, which is the name of this segment. This is like a four by
2: one hundred relay. We're passing the baton. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you want to run the bridge today?
0: Whatever you
1: need me to do, I'm here to
0: help. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to add. Well, we we've been talking all morning about Dabo Sweeney, and you know, I, I said
1: four hours after you said Nick Saban was the greatest coach.
0: Yeah. Well, Nick Saban is still the greatest coach ever. He's Kinda just not... hurts the stance after last night's game. Well, yeah, game. this was also well, yeah, four years if...
2: after he wrote an article that said, uh, "Enjoy yes. it, Clemson." So yeah. he's on a roll. I brought that up earlier.
0: <laughs> after, after Clemson beat Florida State back in 2015, I I wrote a column in the Sentinel: "Enjoy this Clemson. Enjoy it, Dabo, because this is short-lived. Florida State will be back on top of the ACC before you know
1: it." <laughs> well, maybe you meant for the next decade. <laughs>
0: I hate when I'm so wrong about things, especially in in today's used to be used to be back in the back in the days before the Internet. You could write things and people would forget about them or you
1: get no way to look it up.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. Or every now and then back in the day when you'd write something that turned out to be really stupid, somebody would mail you the column with your your stupid Paragraphs mm. outlined in yellow. But even that took a lot of work.
1: Yeah, yeah. And wow.
2: then you were the only two people that could ever see it. Yeah. Too. I mean, you just kind of kept it between each other. Right. Yeah.
0: Like now they put it on Twitter. Yeah. This did.
1: This column didn't age well. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. not, now it's if you make a pick before the video and your pick is posted on Twitter like eight hours for people to rip.
2: There's a Twitter handle that is like devoted strictly to that. It's called Freezing Cold Takes. They'll just go back to anything you've tweeted and and search for anybody who tweeted the opposite of what happened and then just retweet it out. We retweet it out. And I mean, really just that's that's what they do now. God, uh, Jimbo Fisher has really
0: screwed me on stuff like that because (laughs) remember when he was when he was flirting with Texas A&M the last time I wrote a column saying well, Quit rumor-mongering here. Jimbo Fisher's not leaving Florida State. He's just flirting like he always does. And boom, he's gone oh, like a week later. Was, well, it was LSU also. Yeah, but the, the LSU... Yeah. Yeah, so
1: anyway. Um, did we see a somewhat of a changing of the guard last night? Oh, I don't know about that. I mean... Uh, Alabama today needs to be humbled by what happened. They were thoroughly beaten by Clemson last night. No ands, ifs, or buts. No, if this happened, that happened. They were soundly beaten, uh, outscored 30 to nothing after they had a 16-14 lead. Um, They deserve to be the number two team next year going into the season behind Clemson. I don't know if there's a changing of the guard. I, I, I think that we have felt that Alabama and Clemson were the two best teams for a couple of years now. So last night, one of those two teams thoroughly beat the other um, I don't think that that means that Nick Saban's about to uh, start averaging seven wins a season no. the talent base is certainly there um, I was telling you that it, it, it's hilarious the people that were explaining why Alabama was so dominant today now have found all of these um, uh, warts in Alabama now it's Mike Locksley's fault he was the uh, a top assistant in the country a couple of weeks ago winning the Broyles Award and now today he's a moron well they start uh, ripping Tua now too uh, sure. So, so that's the typical reaction, but I, I think we need a, a a bigger sample size of of uh, Alabama and Clemson to say that a torch has been passed. I I would think today most people would say that there's a good chance that these two teams could play again next year. So I, I I'm I'm not ready to write, write Alabama off. It's just last night they were soundly beaten by Clemson. I just think to me,
0: and and again, I'm just a you know. I'm just a middle-aged guy watching college football, but but I've I've interviewed Dabo Sweeney one-on-one before I told the story earlier. Um, I went up to New York a couple years ago when Steve Spurrier was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame, and they had a big wing-ding for him up at some fancy hotel in New York that the University of Florida hosted, and I got invited, and I look over uh, during this party, and Dabo Sweeney and his wife are over there, and I walk over to him, and I go, what are you doing at Spurrier's party? And he goes, well, Spurrier invited me and he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Yeah. Spurrier loves Dabo Sweeney. Spurrier never Spurrier never loves his rival. Mm. And when he was at Clemson when Spurrier was at Clemson and Dabo was at South Carolina, Spurrier just he he grabbed well, I think people gravitate well, to Dabo Swinney. Dabo Sweeney.
1: Sweeney is very easy to like. Yes. His personality is such that a- a- and That's why I think no he's going to get even better recruits. No now. one questions the greatness of Nick Saban, but Nick is that robotic personality. And and and, and Dabo seems like the fun guy to hang out with. So um you know there's a clear difference between the two there and and when the happy guy wins it's easy to gravitate to the happy guy. Are
0: you familiar with Dabo's backstory about his childhood and all that? Yes. I mean it's amazing what he endured. I mean his dad was a was a alcoholic. Uh his mom divorced his dad. He and his mom were homeless for a while he taught, when I was doing a story on, on him a f, uh, few years ago at the National Championship game in Tampa, he was telling the story about when his dad would come home drunk mm-hmm. and he would hear his dad coming, and his dad, I guess, was a mean drunk, and he would sneak out of his bedroom window and go sleep on the roof mm. so his dad couldn't find him. And, yeah. And when he went to college as a walk-on Alabama, his mom took her with him took her with him because she really didn't have any place to live, so she lived with him for three years while he was in college,
1: and he cleaned gutters to right. to make ends meet even coaching Dabo wasn't supposed to no i mean it's gonna be in real estate and and uh you know and and go back and look when when he was named the coach at Clemson, it was ripped by everybody like oh this is dumb why are you making this move? I mean you made him an interim, but go hire somebody else and most members of the media blasted that choice by Clemson he was when Tommy Bowden got
0: fired, he was, what was he, the wide receivers coach yeah, at Clemson? he wasn't even the coach. It wasn't the thought was that
1: he was just going to be the interim? Right, them? and then when they gave him the job full-time, they go, well, that was stupid at Clemson. Why would you make this decision when you have this uh, opportunity to go hire somebody? Everybody blasted that hire. Adam brought up earlier Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, you know now
0: he's the new star of college football. You know, three weeks ago it was Tua. Now it's he's <laughs> yesterday's news. He's <laughs> over the hill. Now it's Trevor Lawrence, and, and I made the joke earlier: the Jaguars should start tanking for Trevor Lawrence right now. All right. When do you, as Adam brought up earlier? When, when does it become an issue? Like, why should Trevor Lawrence have to play two
1: more years? That's a question for the National Football League, right? not The NCAA. I know, but. Uh, Listen, the NFL's gone to court, and uh, they've been undefeated in that. So, hey, Lawrence would be the number one pick in the draft now if he came out. Right? Yeah.
0: What What's to stop a guy like Lawrence from, you know, Adam was saying earlier, hey, you got players sitting out bowl games now. Why couldn't Trevor Lawrence just
2: help well, <laughs> the next few years? Think <laughs> that, um, uh, uh,
1: well, well, I've said that before, that I think a running back that has two great years of college football could be the first guy to truly sit out a year and say, I've proven myself for two years. I would be projected to be a top-ten pick. I'm not going to play the following. I, I will just sit out, sign with an agent, and work out to make myself available for the April draft. And I, I, I've said that for uh, you know a couple of years when guys started skipping bowls that I think that's the scenario that somebody would do it.
0: I, I don't think a guy would, would skip two years,
1: though. No, I don't know Trevor Lawrence outside of what we've seen. I'm going to guess he has the personality and makeup that I don't think he would sit out a year. Uh, but somebody someday will challenge that. Um, I don't know if somebody's going to try to go to court to challenge the NFL because, again, they won every time on this case. ask Maurice Claret um, of his long battle. And, um, you know, the league is won. People said Sandra Leonard Fournette, that Fournette shouldn't have played even that last year at LSU.
2: It's a mutually beneficial agreement there, or the, the, the rule for the NFL certainly benefits college football because that means they get to keep these stars for another year, uh, you know, for into that third year. You're guaranteed to lock these guys up. So it will take, and maybe the running back is going to be the first position because the, the, the longevity of their career is so right. short with the I wear think and tear. Out,
1: I, I, I think the NFL is prepared to challenge anybody that wants to challenge a three year rule. They feel very comfortable with it, and, and, and I, I don't think they want any part of 19 year old kids. Trying to enter the draft.
0: Back to the national championship game last night. Yeah. Why did they call that fake field? That that.
1: I don't know. I Nick, mean, that is, Nick took blame. He did for take it. the blame, um, but it was it, it's especially so, when your holder. I mean, th- you know, the kicker and the holder. One's the ball carrier. This is the lead blocker. <laughs> like,
0: and it was fourth and six.
1: Yeah, I I think I, I, I'm not saying Nick panics, but I think he wondered, I'm not stopping them. So how many possessions am I going to get, and, and what does a field goal here do for me? Um, it just didn't make any sense uh, for the play. And and look, he went for it from his own 35 on fourth and one, converted it, but also Clemson stopped him three times on fourth down as well. Right? Yeah. Man. That was – what was the stat Or uh, – first of all, that was the –
0: that's the first that's the worst loss of Nick Saban's career at, at Alabama. What was the stat you said earlier? It, it was
2: in 131 games against Power 5 opponents. It's the first time a Nick Saban coached team didn't record a sack or a turnover in a game against wow. Power 5 competition. I, I mean really what Clemson did last night was something we'd not seen ever really against uh, you know Nick Saban uh, Nick Saban coached Alabama team. It was as thorough a beatdown as you could get in college football. It was the kind of beatdown we complained about a week ago
1: when it was the semifinal games. Well, wasn't it the the, the It's the worst Alabama loss since Nick Saban at LSU yeah. beat Alabama? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Why do you think Brent
1: Venables has never left Clemson? Because I think he's really smart in the sense of he knows what he's very good at, he's comfortable where he's at, and I think he perhaps – um, doesn't have the ego that others think he should have about well go take a job, and maybe maybe someday he'll want to be a head coach. But maybe he just likes doing what he does. He's got a system set up. He's recruiting at the highest level, and he's got a great head coach. He's paid two million now. Dave Aranda, the LSU defensive coordinator, is at two point three. I think Brett Venable's can ask for two point five or three, and Clemson would give it to him. And maybe some guys are comfortable in the role that they're in, and I respect that. and it's not that he is scared to be head coach. Maybe he's just comfortable with his life right now. He's turned down a number of opportunities to, I guess, interview for elite jobs, but he's very comfortable what he does. Wow, that's amazing to me. Uh, and again, back to Dabo Sweeney, I, I think the
0: fact that he works for Dabo Sweeney is one of the reasons he stays. Well, it's
1: got to be fun working for that guy. You know, it, it, look, Dabo is the CEO-style coach. He'll be the first to tell you that I got an offensive coordinator, I got a defense coordinator. They do their job. I'm the head coach, and I would imagine that Venerables likes the fact that he runs the defense and does what he wants to do, and is very comfortable. Nothing wrong with that. What did you think about the uh, story that broke yesterday? That the I guess
0: the board of the College Football Playoff Committee uh, released a statement it, and said, "Hey, we're not going right. to expand anytime
1: soon." Right. Well, it's the it, well, it's the head of the president's board. Okay, and and I I don't understand how the college football media, that fraternity that you and I often talk about, mm-hmm. the the, the butt kissing group sometimes to the powers. They did this a year ago they met. And you know what's gonna happen next year, the day of the championship game? They're gonna meet again. You know what's gonna happen in two years? They're gonna meet again. They wrote the story yesterday, like, Well, that's it till twenty twenty six. They meet every year, the day of the game. Who cares? So, so they said yesterday that we're not going to expand. Okay, next year, if you get a truly chaotic year of twelve one-loss teams, that's a different debate. What does that mean? We're locked into 2020. No, it means that they'll meet again and have a discussion. the The, the reaction yesterday to the story was ridiculous. Yeah, it was yeah, I was I was reading ridiculous. It was like okay, it's done till 2026. It was, it, it, I mean. You're a good friend, my good friend. Brett McMurphy tweeted, well, that's it. You won't see a play of expansion twenty. Brett, they meet every year, the Monday of the game. They have a discussion. What are you talking about? They didn't put in writing that said, we we are pledged till the end of the contract. It was the biggest overreaction to a non-story yesterday. It's
0: almost like, and again, I I understand those who don't want expansion. That's that, fine. I understand that, but it's almost like they are rooting...
1: For it to be it's, Mike, it's that click of people that that up until yesterday acted like they work for Alabama, mm-hmm. so we don't need to expand it, and, and and they spread their chest defending Bama. You know, the last three weeks on the media, I'm representing Bama. We don't need to expand it. Okay, so what? Now they lost, so then they became the same critics of Bama's performance. But allow a season, and, and this season, the biggest debate was whether two lost Georgia belonged. Maybe next year. All five conference champions have a legitimate argument. Maybe next year no one's undefeated. Maybe next year Notre Dame is also. Then you'll see what the debate is. By the way, after yesterday's little meeting, you know what happens next? Conferences meet. Presidents may express to their commissioner, where are we on discussion about expansion? And then commissioners will have a meeting. I, I couldn't believe the way yesterday's release was covered by some people. I
0: still say when you have commissioners like Jim Delaney, Bob Bowlesby, you have school presidents like Gordon Gee, of course, Dale Whitaker at UCF, when you have some power brokers in college football at least discussing the possibility of it, I, I don't think you can just say, oh, okay, it's not going to happen. That's until why the co- I don't
1: even understand what the reaction was yesterday. Now, those people you mentioned have to back up what they said before. Yeah. I mean, like, I know Dale Whittaker wants to have a discussion, but he's only one voice, but you need some other power five presidents and commissioners to truly engage in legitimate dialogue. Yeah. What do you have on the show today? Uh we'll talk more about this. Uh uh, you know, the game last night and, and how the college football season uh went. Uh, Mike, I kind of sad day, w- isn't it? Why?
0: Well now we have the next recruiting session. No, but Mike. it's no. the uh, end of it's the end of college football, it the is. NFL playoffs are yeah, eight you know, left. Come on. Yeah, they're coming to right. an end. So football's coming to an end. The magic are starting to lose. See that last night,
1: down ninety to sixty-two after three. Yeah, they. What have they lost? Left four of their last five. They're three and eight in their last eleven. I said yesterday that a four-game stretch. That if they went one in three, which now they got to win one of the next uh, three, that'd be eighteen and twenty-five. I'm sorry to tell you, that's on a pace for thirty-four, which mm. is the number I gave you. I hope. I hope they're not in
0: that. That you know, annual post-holiday swoon that they
1: you look like they are. <laughs> There's too many things that are so similar right now. Like what? Well, it takes so many players for the Magic to score. They don't have a guy that you can just hand the ball to and score. So they have to work so hard to get points. Uh, they don't shoot well. And I'm sorry. Forget the money. Aaron Gordon is the same player. I agree. He's the same player player and here's the other thing that's troubling right now. Look at the lines on Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba right now. We're halfway through a season. You can't feel good. I mean Jonathan Isaac has too many single digit games that he's scoring six points and four points. Mo Bamba has too many games where he's not scoring and not playing and where are you? Because remember, if you're going to commit to sign Nick Puchovic, your free agent money's gone. And Nick has made a case to be signed, but there's some troubling signs that you would hope halfway through the season you'd feel better about the development of Isaac and Bamba and Aaron Gordon, and it's got too many traits of what we've seen the last few years right now. You just answered my question.
0: That's why it's a depressing time. What were you going to say? I I interrupted you in the middle of your...
1: I don't know. You don't remember? What I name, don't so. remember. Oh, you were sure talking, talking about what you were
0: talking about what you were going to have on the show today.
1: Well, we're talking about the uh, you know the, the game last night, the magic. And have you followed the story of uh, uh, the women's basketball player in Alabama, uh, Maori Davenport, one of the uh, top women's high school players? She plays for our country, helps win a gold medal for the under eighteen U.S. team. Uh, she receives a check from USA Basketball for expenses, except you're supposed to check with the high school uh, uh, association in your state. And she got the check. She cashed the check. When found out that it was a clerical mistake by USA Basketball, she then gives the money back. Mm -hmm. She's declared ineligible by the executive director for the the Alabama High School Athletic Association. Why? Because he claims that she violated uh, their policy by accepting and cashing the money. She gave the money back paid it in full. Well, Wait, well, USA Basketball admits it was a clerical mistake. USA Basketball admits that they didn't follow proper protocol, and the executive director single-handedly has declared her ineligible for her senior it, year of high school. So he's getting all sorts of Well, it, it's gotten some criticism. attention. Jay Bill is picked up on the story, and uh, yesterday was the appeal, and the executive director stands by his decision and says that we cannot allow precedent to be set that, hey, everybody could say it was a mistake, a clerical mistake. She gave the money back. USA Basketball acknowledges they made the mistake, hmm. and he has banned her for her high school season. Wow! So uh, we'll talk to someone that's followed the story from the time that it broke. And uh, I mean WNBA, USA Basketball, Wilson Basket uh, have all spoken out, went to the appeal, and he still ruled to keep her banned for the
0: year. Wow! When we had Stan on earlier, he was educating us on the the Hedo
1: Turkaloo. <laughs> Cantor feud with about tur- you want to get two guys in an octagon, go get Hida Turkle or Enos <laughs> Cantor. Uh, Turkle, who supports the president, the Turkish president, yeah. and uh, Enos Cantor believes that he'll be assassinated if he leaves his country.
0: Although, Stan, I, I don't follow Turkish politics, I have to you admit. Don't? Adam, how, how about you?
2: No, uh, no. I mean, I thought you started get a package. <laughs> yeah, if Turkey makes the world cup, uh, I may watch <laughs> their team play, but uh, as far as the politics, not yeah, so much. what sta- did Stan say?
0: Stan, who what's the Turkish president's name or or er, Erdo. huh? Whatever the er, yeah, uh, er, nah. whatever the Turkish yeah. president stand. I said it well, it's not. He's a president. It's not like he's a dictator,
1: right? Oh. And Stan goes, well, oh, uh, yeah. Don't
0: be so quick. Yeah, to say yeah. Go read
1: up on the elections. Uh, he's,
0: he's been the president longer than Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yeah, for
1: crying out loud. Yeah. Yeah. He's had a few terms.
0: <laughs> All right, peace, love, boil peanuts. Thank you to Adam Reardon for sitting in for Brandon Kravitz today. We'll talk to you later, Mark.